dear passenger, and welcome aboard the Self-Growth Train, a podcast that combines personal stories, opinions, and research in order to better guide you through your self-growth journey. My name is Frances Rivera Pacheco, and I'm your tour guide. First, I want to thank you for tuning back in, even though I have been absent for the last two weeks. You know, when I first started this podcast, I was unemployed, and all of my energies were towards launching that first episode. I was so aware of this, in fact, that I had initially planned to have three episodes as backup just in case something were to happen or worst, I became unmotivated as a whole. As life would have it, however, I found myself employed and suddenly I was being pulled left and right, up and down, and any free time that I got was literally just to go to sleep. But today, my dear passenger, is special. Today, January 12th, is my 26th birthday, and as a gift to you and myself, I have decided to share three episodes in order to get us up to date so that we may continue with your self-growth journey. On this second episode, I want you to think about what you do as soon as you wake up. Are you the type to wake up and scroll through your phone? Or are you the type to wake up, make the bed, and head to the bathroom to start the day? Let's be honest. We might not always do the same thing. However, there's definitely a routine we have developed over the years. In fact, in most cases, I am the type to wake up, scroll through my phone, head to the bathroom, and leave the bed forgotten. But sometimes, although not as often as I would like, I will wake up super motivated and ready to start the day by making my bed, heading to the bathroom, and forgetting about the phone scrolling altogether. But what exactly is a good routine? And how can I make sure that I'm developing one? According to Aaron Bradwin, a health tech correspondent for the Business Insider, there is a way to make good routines in order to ensure that they are geared towards our success. She explores this concept further in her article, What Your Daily Routine Should Look Like According to Science. Number one, don't shower too much. If you do, it will actually dry your hair and skin. Number two, don't drink coffee between 8 and 9 a.m. If you do, it might actually blunt your body's cortisol levels. In case you don't know what the cortisol level is, that is the body's natural caffeine. Number three, do work out in the morning under the sun and on an empty stomach. This will help you speed up your weight loss and boost your energy levels by priming the body for an all-day fat burn. Number four, do a 45-minute aerobic or cardio exercise. According to an article in the Harvard Medical School blog, aerobic exercise is the key for your head just as it is for your heart. As for cardio, it is considered the closest thing to a miracle drug. Number five, Make sure to start your day with proteins, fibers, and healthy fats. Research has increasingly suggested that a Mediterranean diet is the best for our brains and bodies. If you don't always like to eat breakfast like myself, consider asking your doctor about intermittent fasting. Number six, throw away the multivitamin and eat real food. The Journal of the American College of Cardiology's review of more than 100 studies published in May 2018, found little to no evidence that multivitamins, vitamins, or calcium were even capable of reducing health problems. Number seven, 
Stop slouching and fix your posture. Number eight, get up and move every hour. Number nine, drink plenty of water. However, this might not mean that you need to drink eight glasses of water every day. In fact, it all depends on your diet and your exercise plan. If you're the type of person that eats a lot of veggies or fruits that have water in them, then you might not need to drink those eight glasses of water. However, at the end of the day, you need to get to know your body in order to determine which option is best for you. Number 10. Avoid carb-heavy meals. They will definitely slow you down. Number 11. Practice the 20-20-20 rule if you spend a lot of time looking at a screen. This is when every 20 minutes you look at something that is 20 feet away for 20 seconds in order to allow your eyes to reset. Number 12. Limit your daily caffeine intake to 400 milligrams, as advised by the Mayo Clinic. Number 13. Prep healthy homemade snacks for a mid-afternoon boost. Number 14. Sanitize but don't agonize over germs. Evidence suggests that regular exposure to germs helps keep our immune systems healthy. Number 15. Forget the alcohol altogether. Number 16. When you go out, consider taking one-third or half of it home as a way to control your portions. Number 17. Put your phone away 30 minutes before bedtime. And last but definitely not least, number 18. Clean your sheets at least once a week. I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of things to think about, Francis. How do you expect me to keep up? Trust me, I was very overwhelmed myself while I was doing research for this episode. At the time, as I mentioned earlier, I was unemployed and if I wasn't thinking about that first episode, I was more than likely watching Korean dramas while munching on salt and vinegar chips. I was literally the ultimate couch potato. Honestly, I did not realize how much weight I had gained or how much my being in the couch for so long would affect me once I got a job. In fact, when I got the text that said that I had been hired and will start a couple of days later, I was convinced that I would be able to just jump right back into it. I mean, after all, I had done it all before. But that's not what happened. You see, the job that I had been hired for was at a much earlier time that I was used to, and it was also very physically demanding. The first week was absolute hell. Not because of my work or co-workers, mind you, but because of my body's inability to keep up. Even though I had once been able to brisk about and get things done, I was now trying to catch my breath every couple of steps. I have also always prided myself on getting to places on time. Yet here I was late to work on my second day. And as if that wasn't all, every part of my body was in pain and all I wanted to do was curl up in bed and rest. I want to say it was on the seventh day. When I finally took a couple of minutes that morning and said, you know what, I need to do a mental check-in. And it was during this introspective moment that I came to the conclusion that I needed to develop a new routine now. Of course, it wouldn't be perfect. And it also wouldn't be easy. 
but it would definitely help me establish a pattern that would guarantee I could make the most out of my day. And after I came into that conclusion, I went back to this article and reread it with fresh eyes and realized that although I wanted to make as many changes as possible, I had to take my time because at the end of the day, making all of them at once would cost me time, resources, and a whole lot of stress. And you know what? As I continue to research, I realized that although science might recommend a certain protocol to get us started, at the end of the day, most of our routines are completely customized by us because we know what will work successfully for ourselves. In fact, in his book, Daily Rituals, How Artists Work, Mason Curry shares the stark differences and interesting similarities that have been present in the daily routines of famous artists over the centuries. After gathering, reporting, and reviewing said routines, he comes to the conclusion that, in the right hands, a routine can be a finely calibrated mechanism for taking advantage of a range of limited resources, time, willpower, self-discipline, and optimism. A solid routine fosters a well-worn groove for one's mental energies and helps start off the tyranny of moods. Let me just take a second to repeat those last powerful words. A solid routine fosters a well-worn groove for one's mental energies and helps starve off the tyranny of moods. Dear Passenger, How many times have you wanted to do something and simply lacked the energy to do so? How many goals and projects have been put in the back burner because your self-discipline is hindered by the moods of that day? I don't know about you, but this is something that happens constantly to me. And you know, a lot of times it has to do with the idea of perfection and wanting to start on a clean plate. But there is something I have learned these last couple of days. And I want to share it with you. You have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to say, just because I didn't do it at the exact moment or the exact way I want it, it doesn't mean I can't do it now. You have to memorize that mantra and repeat it. Because once you remember it and you express it often, It is a simple phrase that will keep you on track. It is actually the phrase that made me realize, why can't I just have one day where I upload three episodes just so I can be on track? Why is that so wrong? Yes, I'm not proud of the fact that I didn't do a weekly episode like I said I was going to do, but... Is it really wrong for me to try to catch up in a new way? No. As Stephen Altro states on his blog post, 12 morning and evening routines that will set up each day for success, the close of each day is just as important as the start. Which is why I always recommend that you take three to five minutes every night to just think about the day. 
What things were you able to accomplish? What things do you still need to work on? And can it be left for tomorrow? If not tomorrow, maybe the next day. If not the next day, maybe the next week. And if not, hey, maybe two weeks after, like for me. At the end of the day, the most important thing to know is that just because it didn't happen on the day or the way you want it, it doesn't mean that you can't make it happen eventually. Can I get a shoo-shoo? Well, my dear passengers, the time has come to reflect for a couple of minutes on all the things that I covered in this episode. First, I want to say thank you for being here today. Self-growth is an endless journey towards self-improvement. However, you don't ever have to do it alone. As your tour guide, my goal is to guide you with the best intentions and the best research available. Today we learn about the power of routines. We now know that science recommends certain steps that we should add to our routines in order to make them successful in all aspects of our lives. Of course, these are recommendations that we should definitely consider. However, all routines aren't the same and you should try and see what steps work best for you. By having a routine throughout the day, you keep yourself informed on what things you want to achieve and can actively adapt to any changes you may need. Remember, life has unexpected twists, turns, and upside-down surprises, but a routine ensures that you have a clear direction, even if there are some missteps along the way. So tell me, dear passenger, what does your routine look like? Please make sure to send me a response at my email, theselfgrowthtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I would really love to hear your stories and the types of topics you would be interested in hearing about in the future. If you like this episode and can't wait to hear more, please subscribe or follow below and come back next Tuesday. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Self Growth Train Podcast. All the resources used today have been added to the episode's description. Well, until the next stop, dear passenger, safe travels.